This is Kim Davis, and welcome to another of the series of nine podcasts we're creating at the Upstars event in San Francisco, hosted by Lean Data, where the topic of discussion is RevOps. And I'm very pleased to have with me um, the winner of the Upstar of the Year Award, needs a drum roll, Sarah McNamara. She's Senior Marketing Operations Manager at Cloudera. Welcome. It's awesome to talk to you today. Great. Um, I'm going to be talking a bit about your or Cloudera's RevOps journey. But first off, I think of Cloudera as um, Enterprise Data Cloud. Maybe you could expand on that a little bit and tell us what you offer. Yes. So you might know Cloudera from the big data world. We historically have looked at kind of on-prem big data, something like a data lake on-prem. But as we kind of see our customers looking more towards a hybrid cloud situation, some cloud, some on-prem for security reasons, we have moved to meet those needs. So we have a, a product called the CDP, the Customer Data Platform, mm -hmm. and our goal is to make it so that our customers don't have vendor lock-in, that they're able to house their data and work on their data in the cloud, on-prem, wherever they want to be. That's interesting because a theme I've picked up throughout this conference is that the move towards RevOps goes along with a move towards selling recurring revenue types of products. And it sounds like moving in a similar direction. Yes, definitely. So, okay, let's dive in and talk about marketing operations. Um, I know in your presentation here, you talk about the different places within an organization that marketing operations can end up. It can be part of IT, it can obviously be part of marketing, or it can be its own independent uh, organization. And you see kind of there are some cons to all of those. Can you go through that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, back in my consulting days, I worked with a lot of kind of traditional, what I call super large enterprises, and they would try to put this new technology called marketing technology into IT, which on paper sounds right, but IT has a, a very long process for change management. So I feel like every time a marketer hears that, they just are like squirming inside from fear because they need to get things out now to respond to the market. So that is a con. And also the, what I would find would happen when that happened was that they'd buy something like a Pardot and then they would just throw it over the wall to IT. And the poor IT folks are like, well, what am I going to do with this? I have no <laughs> idea what this is. I yeah. have no enablement. So it, certainly there are cons there. And then when you look at, like a lot of folks think about, okay, marketing ops, marketing, that sounds great. There's some synergy there. And there is, but marketing operations, like a huge part of it is enforcing things like GDPR, data governance, I call it kind of like the sanity of the organization overall and the processes. So it's a natural conflict of interest to have you know, yourself kind of under your own boss where you're trying to push towards these things that are really necessary for the company to be protected and to be successful. So, And then you also see the conflict between sales and marketing. So it's almost like we're adding another layer to the already existing tension between sales and marketing. So... The other thing that I generally will see is in startups, marketing ops will try to be within its own nutshell, right. but it's really hard to get funding that way. You're kind of back into almost the ITC where you're seen as a sunken cost, 
and there's still a lot of confusion around what staffing looks like. And again, you're, now you're even more isolated, right? Now you're isolated from marketing, isolated from sales, sales ops. So I don't think that's the answer either. I think the answer is to look at, we have all these operational needs and they span across more than just marketing and sales. Yeah. So marketing and sales ops are working with customer success, just like marketing is, working with support, with so many you know, different compliance groups. So I think it, the natural progression is to have operations within its own group so it can be aligned. No longer will you have to look at your sales ops colleague and say, we both want to work on the same thing, but we're torn in different directions. We can be really focused on the success of the business as a whole. So your first step on the RevOps journey is to bring the operations elements of the functions together and put them at the core, would that be fair? Yes. Uh, when you actually look at some of the studies that Gartner has done, I think they said it was about 10% of top-line revenue growth uh, is what they suspect a company would lose when data is all over the place, which we find tends to be the case. And a lot of folks think, well, okay, there's something wrong with the data or the operations people just aren't doing the job well. But when you run into scenarios, like I mentioned before, where sales ops and marketing ops are focused on two separate things, no wonder it's a mess. No wonder. And then there are so many new platforms coming into the picture. So I think if we can have operations in one group that's really focused on how do we influence revenue in the totality of it, and that means all the way from the lead to the one customer to customer success, that that's really where you see success in alignment. This seems to imply also that the operations group has a common data set, visibility into the same data, and hopefully um, a shared and uh, coherent technology stack as well. Yes, and I think I see a lot of the vendors trying to move in that direction. You see the acquisition of Marketo by Adobe, mm -hmm. Salesforce acquired, Marketing Cloud, and Pardot. And so they're trying really hard to get folks in the same platform altogether. I know especially Pardot's trying to move actually onto the Sales Cloud platform. Right. Um, but I think that even if they do that, there still needs to be like data dictionaries and understandings of what the data even means. Even if it's in the same place, people interpret it differently. People need to understand across the board what it means to them and how they can action upon it. That must be a big challenge within a company like Cloudera. Is that something you're dealing with, coping with? Yeah, we, we have a lot of data. Being a data company, yeah. we have a lot of data. Um, and we're very serious about the security of that data and how we treat it, especially personal data and marketing. And we just had uh, a merger of two similar size enterprises. So we have Cloudera and Hortonworks coming together yes. to basically double the company in size overnight. And so definitely um, it's it's been quite the journey to come out of that as a new company and to understand and document like what do we believe the important metrics are? How do we surface them to marketing in a way that it's understandable? How do we get everyone on the same page? So in a, in a merger or acquisition situation, you've got an extra layer of complexity. Yes, definitely. And we have what I call like emotional management. It's like humans are full of emotion. And I feel like we don't talk about it enough. 
a disruptive like activity like a merger or acquisition is hugely disruptive. So a lot of folks are nervous about, you know, what's what's my job going to look like? How do I hit my numbers with all this disruption and chaos? And so I think the more that we can figure out how to centralize the data and centralize operations so it's a consistent message, then that helps ease a lot of that anxiety. Okay. Now, um, I saw a couple of organizational structures in your slide deck, and a uh, little difficult to describe them on the podcast, but I, I'll, I'll give it a go. And maybe you can tell me where you are in this journey. I saw, as a current structure, um, VP of Demand Gen, Marketing Operations Analytics, reporting to the CMO. Below that, a core operations group who are supporting events, demand, and field marketing. And then I saw another chart in which there's a CRO at the top of the uh, the top of the pile, VP of RevOps reporting to the CRO, a core of RevOps below that, and they're supporting marketing, support, sales, customer success. Are you on the journey from one to the other, or are you, have you reached your destination? I think what we're really exploring is how do we get operations on the same page? We have keenly felt kind of that pain of having different leadership with different priorities and that's already something that happens with a company that's kind of in a normal place but when you have a merger like we had it really makes it like super apparent and you feel it in your day to day and so what we're exploring is how do we have the teams come together and what does that look like so for example traditionally Uh, anything that's happened in Salesforce has primarily been the kind of domain of sales ops. Mm -hmm. But we're looking more and more into how do we help enable ISRs? How do we get marketing and ISRs and kind of top-line sales closer together on an operational basis, but also even just kind of culturally? Uh, Because I think that really benefits the business if sales is generating leads and ISRs don't know what to do with it or there you know there's a lack of understanding of the process especially after such a disruptive event yeah. then that's going to hurt the business so we want to make sure that we're setting ourselves up for success so i would say we're kind of in the exploratory phase mm-hmm. we've been lucky that we've had a really tight relationship with uh, the sales office folks that kind of work along that line of the ISR management, but we're exploring how do we come together? Is that something where, you know, marketing ops and sales ops, there's more of a blurry line? Because I think that that might serve us better in the long run. Talk about from the inside out, because obviously I'm a, I'm a journalist, I write about this stuff, but I'm not a marketing ops or sales ops person. How different are the skill sets for those two functions? You know, it's interesting. Someone asked me after my session today what I look for when I'm looking to hire someone. And I think it's really relevant to that question because I think personality and willingness to learn are the most important things in either of these roles. The technology, I mean, a lot of the fundamentals are pretty similar. You have the technology to learn how to use it. You need to learn how to strategically advise people internally and how to enable people. So a lot of the activities are similar. It's almost like you move into a different room and things are moved slightly to the left. So it's just like kind of getting used to a new platform. So I see a lot of synergy there. Okay. And do you also have, um, you have a customer success function and also a support function. Are are those different things? Yeah. I guess they must be. (laughs) And they... 
from my understanding, they kind of lack the operational group behind them. I think that that's something that, I mean, if you look across the board at companies in general, they haven't really had a distinct operational arm for those activities. And so we've kind of come together, especially as we've had more and more announcements and more and more things to tell customers about our transition into the new company. We've really formed those relationships and... I think that they need that help. I think if we want to get to like what Salesforce talks about a lot, which is like the 360 customer view, we can't have the customer success and support support folks off kind of to the side and we don't have their data. So we're interested in partnering with them to understand, okay, what happens after someone becomes a customer and how do we make sure that they're using the software that they purchased and that they're successful with it? And how do we look for signs that someone is struggling as a customer? And that must be all the more important as you move from an emphasis on on on-prem to cloud where customers are subscribing can easily Mm -hmm. change direction. Yes, definitely. I think there's a lot of focus on how do we set up the customer for success and how do we get insights into their journey. I know that something that we've looked at is uh, kind of like a customer journey scorecard where we can get a sense of how they feel about where they are in the journey so we can have those conversations with them. Because I think business in general is turning more into a customer journey relationship than just a customer more like transactional relationship. Yeah. So I think that's also where this all is kind of coming together into one piece. Yeah, the, the CX part of B2B is mm-hmm. something people are emphasizing now. Rather than just bring a customer in, do the transaction, they're done, push them off to support or whatever. There's more of a sense of an ongoing frictionless experience for them through a lifetime. Yeah, and customers have had that in the B2C world. You see like Amazon and the vendors like that, and I think we're seeing that more and more in B2B. And it makes sense because we're selling to the same humans. I might go out and buy a car in a B2C transaction, but I'm also someone who's considering a purchase in the B2B world. Right. So why you know, wouldn't I expect a similar experience. Absolutely. Uh, one last thing. I know something you emphasize is the importance of management and executive buy-in for the kind of transition you're involved in. Uh, I don't know it's like at Cloudera. Is that something which is a challenge in some companies? It's a challenge in some companies. I am super lucky that we have fantastic management in our group. That's the only way that we would have survived. <laughs> uh, it was like a double migration or almost triple in six months. Um, yeah, I'm super lucky that management not only understands what marketing operations does and the value that it brings, but will spend that, you know, what we call political capital and making sure that we have what we need to be successful. And really, it's not even what we need to be successful. It's what the company needs to be successful. So we are really brought in as strategic consultants, which I think Unfortunately, a lot of customer or a lot of companies don't think of marketing ops as right now or sales ops. Mm-hmm. They think of them as what we call the donut makers. Yeah, so hurry yeah. up and make the donut, <laughs> send the email out, you know, put the ad out, and then you know, don't say anything else. We work very closely with the strategic decision makers in marketing to help them with analytics and to help them understand okay, what's successful, what's not successful, and especially for a role like mine where I'm focused on the technology. What are the technologies out there that are going to make us more successful and make sure that we're competitive? Especially, I mean, Cloudera is in a space we're trying to compete in a lot of cases with giants like Amazon, Google Cloud, all of those. So we cannot be behind the times. Okay, so what I'm taking away from this 
is that there are seats at the table for the operations people. Yes. Sarah, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me.